Hello and welcome to an all new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed, and today we have a great episode for you. So if you live in North Carolina, you may have heard of Charlotte Cigar Week. Today we're gonna speak to the man behind that week. It's Damon Robinson. So we're gonna talk about what is Charlotte Cigar Week? Why did he create it? And what can you expect when you go to this year's event? So let's get to today's interview. Damon, welcome to Deep Cuts Live. Thank you for having me, good brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this, I think, for like a year now. <laughs> so we missed <laughs> uh, last year. year. <laughs> I think so. I think it was like last last year at some point when I was saying like, oh, we should do it. And then I didn't follow up. Things obviously went off the rails. And then here we are. So we're making up for it this year. So welcome hey, to hey, look, I know you're a busy man. So, you know, it's. It's fine that I got pushed down to the uh, to the bottom of the totem pole. It's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> well, like I said, I am excited to have you on here because what I've been trying to do this year, I feel like every year is like a, a something a little bit different. So this year we're really kind of getting into a whole different side of the industry that people are used to um, kind of hearing and seeing in the cigar industry that is. So tell people a little bit about you and what you do within the cigar industry well i don't do anything in the cigar industry i am uh i, I you know you know people use uh people in the cigar community i think use the term cigar industry a little bit too loosely they think because they if you're an influencer which i'm not uh but if you do anything cigar related they say oh you're in the cigar industry I'm like no I only classify people in the cigar industry as if you are a tobacconist, you're a rep, you're a manufacturer, uh, you know, something that has to actually do with the selling of cigars or the manufacturing of cigars or even the, the legislation of cigars to a degree. I am just some an, an avid cigar lover who supports the cigar industry and tries to push the cigar culture forward by using my platform with Charlotte Cigar Week. Yeah, but on that same note, I think because obviously now I have that discussion a lot with people with like what makes up the cigar industry and what we've always kind of discovered is that, like you said, all those different parts of or people in the production side of the industry and the advocacy side of the industry are super important. But if you don't have the customers, the consumers who also support the industry, then you don't have an industry. It's almost like the foundation like everything kind of starts from you all and from me, from you. And so it's like, we may not be sitting there rolling cigars because I've, you know, I've had the experience of trying to roll a cigar and it's not my thing. Um, but it's like, we're promoting this, the industry from a different angle. And without us, like I said, it's, it's hard to, to have that retail, um, you know, level. It's hard to have the manufacturing level. Then it's, it's, then, you know, without those two levels, there's no need for the advocacy level because nobody it's like who's there to, to protect. So, no, you're absolutely right. And I see where you're going. So uh, uh, allow me the latitude to, to say this. Right. Because just like you, like I've had you know many conversations with people and, uh, and and this is my own personal take on it. Right. You have the cigar culture. Right. Mm -hmm. This big umbrella of the cigar culture. The two things that make up the cigar culture are the cigar industry and the cigar community. The people who manufacture cigars, sell cigars, and legislate cigars, and then the people who buy the cigars and support this and support it. And those two things together make up the cigar culture. Mm -hmm. So I put myself in the cigar community within the cigar culture. Okay. I support the cigar industry. You do. And that's why you're here today, because you are the organizer behind Charlotte Cigar Week. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about Charlotte Cigar Week. When did it get its start? What, you know, how did this concept come about? You know, and I guess, how is it different from any other cigar event, let's just say? Well, so when I moved to, uh, so I, I, I most recently came from Nashville, Tennessee. So I was, I was born in Georgia. I was uh, raised in Alabama. I always say I grew up 
in Tennessee because, uh, you know, I, I, I grew to be the man that I am basically 20 some uh, years living in Tennessee, one school in Tennessee State University and then became a Nashvillean. In 2016, I moved to Charlotte. There's this event that happens every year. It still goes on right now. I think it's called the Beer, Bourbon and Barbecue event. Uh, and th- I don't know if it goes all across the country, but I know it goes up and down the eastern seaboard in different places. And I went to it. It was like $55, $65. You get this little whiskey tasting glass and you get to go all the different whiskey vendors and get free samples. You can buy a barbecue or whatever. And as I was going down and it was out like in South Park Mall area in the LaGrasse area. So I was, I was walking down, looking, checking out all the vendors. There was this one guy who was selling cigars. It wasn't anybody particular's brand. It's like some unbanded cigars that he had infused with whatever. And I thought to myself at that moment, I said, this would be really cool if this whole event was cigar related. Like it was like a little cigar festival, right? Mm-hmm. So I put that on the, on the back burner of my mind. I always knew that I wanted to do something in cigars. But see, here's the thing, right? When you come into a new area, you can't just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this. You know the cigar event or whatever you know you have to you, you have to make inroads with people you know so i i'm at burners right now burner cigar company uh doing an interview uh burners actually gave me my start in the cigar industry i used to be uh, a tobacconist i worked here um i've been smoking cigars as of this year for 16 consecutive years but i probably learned a whole lot uh you know, from Josh, the owner, and then a lot of the reps who would come in and talking to them, learn about a lot, a lot about the cigar industry. And then when I, uh, about a year after I left Burners, after spending a year at Burners, I left Burners and I became a, uh, a boutique cigar rep. I was representing Carolina, Carolina Blue Cigars, uh, uh, El Artista Cigars. And from that, I moved into being a tobacconist consultant where people would kind of hire me to come in and they already had a lounge. They want to come in and maybe revamp some things, uh, improve their sales or profit, uh, you know, train their employees or they were starting out, you know, starting out cold. They would hire me to come in and do some things. Right. So I've learned a lot of different things. And in doing that, I've made those inroads with a lot of people in the in the local cigar industry. And with some people, you know, outside of the local area, the cigar industry at large, right? So then I decided, yeah, I want to do a cigar. Uh, I want to do a cigar fest. Now I started one there. I started one originally in 2021, and that didn't work out. Um, so I started over with Charlotte Cigar Week in 2022. It gave me the opportunity to do a cigar week the way I felt the cigar week should be. That's not to say that all the different other different cigar weeks, they're, you know, they're not doing something right. They're doing, they're doing great. I'm just saying I have my own idea about how I wanted to do a cigar week. Right. And it gave me the opportunity to go ahead and do that. Uh, this is our second year, uh, doing Charlotte cigar week. Uh, this year is going to be bigger, uh, than last year, bigger and better. Uh, and not necessarily with just a, a number of people bigger. I mean, bigger as in a more of a production, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of different moving parts, a lot of different sponsors, lots of different vendors, uh, partners, and things of that nature. So, you know, Charlotte Cigar Week is for anybody who's like on there. You could be on your first cigar. You could be on your thousand cigar and everybody in between, right? It's a perfect opportunity to come in and learn about cigars because, I have this thing that I call, I call Fabrica de Puro Charlotte, which is basically my educational series. And like this year, I'm working with Aganorsa and Placentia. So we're going to be doing cigar education like all day on Thursday. I have one with Placentia. They're doing their seed to smoke with uh, Wayne Clark at the Vintage. And then uh, Terrence Riley is coming in doing the Aganorsa experience at Goldleaf. So this was going to give a lot of people the opportunity if you've never participated in one of those to one to participate it but also at the same time to to leave charlotte cigar with, with some education that you probably didn't have before so when you go back to your city or state you can become like the local little subject matter expert in your group of uh, cigar smokers now when you said 
the 2021 event didn't go as planned, I would just say. What did you learn from that experience? Well, I didn't say it didn't go as planned. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, that was me trying to put it in a, in a nicer way. Like, okay, so, yeah. Yeah. so what did you learn from that experience? I, I learned not to I learned not to have partners. <laughs> I, I, I learned that off top. Don't don't do partners at all. Just do it by yourself and, and just hire people uh, to do things that you need that I need to do. Uh, that was the absolute biggest thing that I that I learned from that uh, from that situation. Uh, and also, and I kind of touched on it earlier about me doing the cigar that I felt the way it should be done. It's like now I don't have anybody to sit here and debate with about the direction of it. However I want to do it, that's the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have people that I use as sounding boards. You know, I talk to some people, uh, some of the lounge owners who I'm close with. I, I run an idea past them. You know, I got my guy, Chris, uh, with Carolina Blues, a close friend of mine. I bounce ideas off him. My guy, Don, with AJ Fernandez, I bounce ideas off him. And then my ambassadors, you know, I bounce ideas off of them. So, uh, but ultimately, the decision falls upon me. And that's the way I like to have it. You know, I think that's interesting because you always hear in business that, oh, you should not try to do everything yourself. But I've been, I think, in your position as well, where you find that the more that you can handle on your own, like the better, at least the more likely you are to be happy with the outcome. Well, see, the thing is, man, I, I, well, I agree when people say don't try to do everything yourself. Because Charlotte Cigar Week is a massive undertaking of, mm-hmm. it's, it's like I basically have a second full-time job, right? It's a massive undertaking of time, resources, and energy. Because I basically am working on Charlotte Cigar Week for nine months. From, from I'll probably say from July until April, I'm working on Charlotte Cigar Week. Ideas, implementation, execution. I'm working on Charlotte Cigar Week. Um, what I do believe in, and to your point about not trying to do everything yourself, is that one, again, I can hire someone to do something like next year, I probably don't hire a marketing company because that's actually, that's probably the biggest thing that I actually spend the most of my time on is marketing, creating marketing materials for my sponsors and all this different stuff. Like if I could just, you know, offload that. To, to some company, uh, you know, Instagram marketing company or whatever, then I'll do that so I can focus on all the other stuff. Because yeah. I already have someone who like I have a uh, one of my TSU alumni who lives in Atlanta. He helps me with my uh, my flyers mm-hmm. uh, like last year. He did all of them. This year he did half of them. Um, I have another TSU alum who helped me with my logo, who also lives in Atlanta. So, you know, I, I, I incorporate people into uh, Charlotte Cigar Week to help me out with different things because I don't really want to do everything by myself. It's just that most of the stuff has to fall on my shoulders. So how do you keep yourself from burning out? Because These. like you said, this is a, this is a long <laughs> process. <laughs> These right here, cigars. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you right now, it's like this is this is really my only vice. Like I, I drink, but I don't really drink a lot. Mm-hmm. As long as I have cigars, I'm good. And like it's crazy, like between eight and five when I'm working my normal job, and because I work from home, I can sit at my desk and I was like, I'm I could be unproductive as as I'll get out. But I was like, you know what? Let me go sit in the garage or let me go to burners or let me go somewhere else. Light up a cigar. Oh, I'm productive as <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm busy as I don't know what. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know what it is about cigars that makes me more productive. But it does. But it also, uh, you know, to your point, it helps me to decompress a bit. It helps me to relax. You know, like this whole idea of, of an event. I remember I keep trying to remember what year it was, but it was one year Davidoff kind of announced at one of the trade shows that, you know, they were kind of I won't say happy with their portfolio, but they were kind of satisfied with where their portfolio was. Mm-hmm. And they said the next phase that they were going to move into was the experience. You know, everything was going to be about the experience, um, building it around their different brands and how important that was. And they were kind of really ahead of the curve because that was before lots of the other companies kind of jumped on the bandwagon. 
of, oh, we need to create an experience around the cigars. So it seems like you know the importance of, you know, like you said, you have the, all these different cigar brands, the different cigar stores now building an experience around those things for people to come in and, and help the community come together around the cigar culture. Well, yeah, because here's the thing, Antoine. It's like I'm not, I'm not new to doing events, right? When I was in college, because I'm in a fraternity, you know, I was one of the people in my fraternity in my chapter who did events. After graduation, we got an alumni affinity chapter. Mm-hmm. I was heavy into that doing doing events, you know, doing multi day events. So, doing Charlotte Cigar Week is actually not hard for me from a planning perspective because I already have because a lot of things that I learned doing that I just incorporate all of that into Charlotte Cigar Week. I, I've said this before. It's like so in and, and people who are like maybe Greek uh, or maybe even not Greek, but you know you're, you're familiar with college Greeks. All the Greeks had like you know Greek weeks, so you know, I'm an alpha. So you know we had Alpha Week. Charlotte Cigar Week to me is basically Alpha Week with cigars. <laughs> That's basically kind of like what it is, right? It's just it's for adults and cigars, and I'm just I'm adding in the educational piece and supporting a particular industry. So it's actually really not hard. It's tedious, but it's not hard. So, what would you say is the hardest part of this? Besides, I know you kind of touched on that a few minutes ago, saying that obviously there's some things you wish you could maybe, you know, get like the marketing company to help with. So yeah. is marketing, would you say marketing is the hardest part or is it something else that's no, hard? It's, no, that that is the, the most tedious part of, of Charlotte Cigar because you figure that I've got about 12, let's just say 15 to 19 sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I do for Charlotte Cigar Week uh, is I create advertisements for each one of those sponsors. Uh, typically, what I do is I create a generic announcement saying, hey, this person is or this company is uh, is a sponsor or a partner for Charlotte Cigar Week. After we figure out what exactly they're going to be doing, like in the case of Amandola, I'm smoking Amandola, Sumatra Cannoli right now. Right. So I made the general announcement for Amandola. But then when I found out what cigar that they were going to be sponsoring for Charlotte Cigar Week, I made a specific advertisement just for that cigar. So basically, I'm doing two pieces of marketing for every company. And in addition to all the other little things that I do. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, that's the part that takes the, the, the most time. And for the, the sponsors, what type of like what are they hoping to get out of this experience? Good question. So <laughs> does a does a cigar company need me or Charlotte Cigar Week to help them advertise? No. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, y'all can go look at any of these cigar sponsors. They have way more uh you know followers than I do, right? Now, does it help? Of course. Any bit of you know free marketing always helps, right? Especially if it's you know if it's organic as well. But what I think the real and tangible benefit to my sponsors is that, especially with the cigar sponsors, is that I give them a space to sell their cigars. So every one of my events is in conjunction with not only a cigar lounge, it's in conjunction with a cigar brand. So, for instance, uh, I'll just use Amendola again because I'm smoking Amendola. Jeffrey Amendola will give me 120 cigars of this uh, Sumatra Canola to go into my VIP box. Mm-hmm. I, in turn, uh, give Jeffrey an event to where he can sell cigars so he can recoup some of that cost. I do that for every last one of my brands. So, uh, like last year, Placencia gave me 120 cigars. But by the time they came on as a sponsor, all of my spots were full. So what I do is I rolled them over to this year, don't ask them for anything, and I do an event for them. So mm-hmm. this year I have uh, they're they're part of my educational event, uh, Fabrica de Puro City One, at uh, at the Vintage. So I went to the Vintage yesterday and I bought like a hundred and fifteen of their Placencia uh, Reserve Original Toros for the event. So it helps the lounge, helps mm-hmm. the brand. 
So it's a, it, it's it's a give and take. Yeah, because you know, I know the importance of obviously the brands having an opportunity to interact is probably also with you of know course. basic consumers is always super important to them because even though we're living in this digital world, um, you can only get so far with Instagram promotions and you know videos and stuff like that. Nothing kind of beats that in person uh, experience. Yeah, because you know what Instagram yeah. is. It's like you can look at likes and comments and shares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, that, that's that's good for your ego. But how does that translate into sales? How does that how does that translate into customers? You have no real way of of, of knowing that. So to your point, yeah, it's always great to get into a face to face type of situation with a customer or potential customer, uh, so you can kind of get your brand out there. Everybody wants market penetration. Exactly. Like I said, and I know in the scar world, like the most important thing is also having the opportunity, uh, you know, to give people a place to smoke and then also getting your product in their actual hand. Right. Because, and then be able to interact with them. Like I would think, for example, Amandola, who you, who you referred to several times, you know, when people get to interact with Jeff, you know, that will change the entire perception of that brand. Like all of a sudden they will know that brand, <laughs> you know, after they sit through the Terrence's pr- presentation that he'll give for Agonorsa, they'll know Terrence and they'll know that brand. And all of a sudden their whole perception of that brand, even though if they might not smoke Agonorsa right now, they'll suddenly change and be evolved and transformed. And you can't do that through, you know, an Instagram picture or video. No, you can't. Real. And this this actually brings up a uh, situation on a situation for more of a conversation that I've had multiple times with people on lounges where we talk about people buy cigars. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know what they really buy? They buy the people and they buy the story because, you know, you can have some X, Y, Z cigar is it's OK. You know, it's constructed well flavors all right you know it's not bad but it's just okay right mm-hmm. and then you have another cigar and say this cigar sells for 10 you got another cigar tastes phenomenal right also ten dollars but the one that just okay they have some charismatic you know rep or some charismatic brand on it some great story behind it even if it might be a little embellishment right Versus this other store, this other cigar that tastes phenomenal, but the rep or the or the brand on is just blind or bland. Which one of those cigars you think is going to sell better? Yeah, you know, I always refer to Matt Booth in that example because Matt Booth has that personality. Like whenever you talk to him or interact with him, you know, all of a sudden you're in love with Room One on One, and you're you're willing to to try whatever they put out. And it's a little bit harder for those brands that don't have. A personality behind it like, right. like I said, there's something those are great cigars often but it's like harder for people to connect with them as opposed to like a person um, yeah because all of that goes into marketing mm-hmm. and as you know, somebody who used to be a sales manager back in the day before I, I switched into technology everybody knows this what happens without marketing nothing marketing is always key in-store marketing, Instagram marketing, face-to-face, all of that stuff is marketing. And if you, you can have the best things in sliced bread. If you don't have good marketing behind it, you can forget it. Right. Um, the educational experiences. Like, I know that there's people who might think education and think event and, and think, oh, you know, I don't need to learn anything. I don't want to learn anything. I just want to relax and stuff like that. Um, talk about the importance of education, especially in the cigar world. Well, you know, you you, you bring up something interesting, man, because I actually had some. <laughs> uh, I actually had somebody uh, tell me one time and, and I quote, man, only 20 percent of the people who smoke cigars are interested in it. old cigar stuff, the, the cigar education stuff you're doing. And I was like, I, well, I live with that 20 percent because. Mm-hmm. One one of the things that people love about coming to Charlotte Scar Week as a VIP is they get the opportunity to learn stuff, right? There's actually a lot of people out there who want to know more. They might not say it, 
but they want to learn more, right? And that that is just when I okay, like for, like last year. So last year I did one cigar education event. Uh, I can't. I really don't like calling call it a cigar education because it's so bland. I'm gonna call it what it is. It's Fabrica de Puro Charlotte, and I partnered with Martinez Cigars out of New York. Mm-hmm. This was a unique experience that they did, right? It was a two-part experience. So Martinez, we did a VIP Zoom where me and the master blender slash owner from Martinez Cigars, we taught all the VIPs how to conceptually blend their own cigar using the tobacco that he had available. We told them about the different primings, about what these uh, type of tobacco tastes like, what, what, the, what the combustion was like, and all this kind of stuff, right? And then from that, they created a blend sheet. He created every single blend that they gave him, like two cigars each. I have people right now sitting there telling me that they're just smoking their second cigar. And it's like, I love this cigar. And I'm like, well, you made it. <laughs> you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that kind of stuff really means a lot to people. And then when we actually had the on-site event, you know, he was rolling cigars, they were selling cigars. But then, uh, um, Chris, my guy with Carolina blue, he gave me some tobacco from his factory and I sat down with the table with the tabla and the tuck cutter and the tobacco and everything. And I sat across from each VIP who wanted to do it and I let them put their hands on tobacco and I showed them how to make their own cigar from beginning to end. I keep getting people telling me like, man, I absolutely love that. So yeah, people do want to learn more about the things that they put in their mouth and lighten up. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't under you, you can't downplay that. Now, does everybody want to do it? No, because I know people are like, eh, I don't really care about that. I just want to smoke a cigar. But that's fine. Being a VIP is probably not for you. You just you'd be a general public attendee. But if everybody who wants to actually learn something and be able to, to, to be more enriched about their cigar experience, there you go. VIP is for you. It kind of goes along with that famous Henry Ford quote that I can't quote at the moment. Um, I can't remember it word for word, but the idea that your customers don't really know what they want. (laughs) And so you have to kind of give them what you know that they might want and they just don't know it yet. If you build it, they will come. Right. So in your case, you're giving them that that opportunity to learn and education. And even though they might think they don't want to learn, it's like when they actually see it and they interact with it and they engage with it, then all of a sudden they like, Oh, this is what I was missing. It makes me feel a little bit more like connected to this hobby. You know, I don't feel, uh-huh. you know, I understand. I always tell people the same thing as, you know, like I've had the opportunity to go to several factories uh, in my career and it's a different experience. Like once you see how everything is, is working, like you said, once you see how a blend is, is made, then you have a different appreciation for the product and, uh-huh. you know, you start, you know, after a while, you start seeing that it, it doesn't um, like ratings don't matter as much <laughs> because it's just a whole different experience. You know, like yeah, ratings. I, I don't pay attention to cigar ratings at all. No, I don't. I don't. Either. I, I, I don't like ratings because I think obviously they're, they're based on one person's palate. Right. And, or a know, panel. But it's, it's all subjective. Right. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Right. And like the, the flavor profile sometimes is like not what you're, you know, not exactly what you may experience. It's like I said, it's all based on your palate. So, like, you know, but, you know, to that point, like, OK, I don't care about ratings, mm-hmm. but there are certain reviewers who I'll go look at. Like if there's a cigar that I have not smoked and I'm thinking about smoking it. One of the first things I'll do is I'll go look at look up the uh, type name of that cigar in Google and type in cigar review. And there are certain people I pay attention to, like I pay attention to developing palettes. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to a uh, blind man puff. I uh, pay attention to uh, the cone Ed. Uh, not half wheel as much, not because I don't trust them, because I do. But the thing is, is that uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie is going to smoke a cigar way longer than anybody else will. 
So, you know, Robusto, you probably, what, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Charlie will smoke a Robusto for like two hours. <laughs> and he's going to pick up a whole bunch of little nuanced flavors and notes that you probably wouldn't get as a regular cigar smoker, right? So, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to look at Charlie's review. I'm going to look at somebody else who's going to smoke the cigar for the same length of time that I would smoke it. And, you know, and pretty much those people I named, they have palates that are similar to mine. So if they say that they liked it, more often than not, I actually do like the cigar. And what you said before, too, is also important in that, you know, while the ratings may be a little bit off or skewed <laughs> or whatever, um, knowing the story behind a, a cigar can be a really powerful selling point as well. Yeah, people love stories. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of lost the art of the story, like in the cigar industry you get inundated with press releases and they don't really tell the, the story of the cigar. They just tell you, you know, what's in it. I think and you're I, dropping some jewels right now for some people who might need to do some <laughs> press releases. Like, Hey, you need to include a story. <laughs> well, yeah, because, because like for me, like, you know, you get so many press releases and it says like the rapper is this, the, the rapper binder filler, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, okay. You know, like if you don't know, if you're not like a Nestor Placencia, <laughs> Or, um, you know, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, like you might, th those are just like words to you. Like you don't say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, that's a, that, that tobacco is going to give you this experience. So for me, like, I'm always looking for like a story, like, you know, like, oh, like this was inspired by, you know, uh, Maria Lucha for, by Luciano Cigars, like uh -huh. inspired by his mother. That's yeah, like a powerful that story. And that makes you want to like actually go there and, try that cigar because it has like feelings and emotion behind it and it kind of like yes. alters it you know it's it's a more compelling story than just saying rapper binder filler msrp you know go buy it it's great it's the best thing we've ever done until next month when we <laughs> you know when we release something else it's kind of to me at least it's kind of like music right because you know okay like there's certain songs you will listen to now that you've probably heard five, 10, 20 years ago, right? And you remember the first time you heard that song. And now every time you hear it, you're thinking about the first time you heard it, the, the emotions that you were feeling at the time, the, the experience that you were having at the time. And it was a good experience. It's like you will always have fond memories of that song. Well, I look at cigars kind of the same way. Like cigars need to have a story, right? So it's like this person can paint this picture in your mind of like, this is what I was doing when I was creating the cigar. This is the, the thought process that went into creating this blend and stuff like this. And these are the notes that I wanted to uh, achieve with this cigar and blah, 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 blah. Right. So now when you get ready to smoke that cigar, you're thinking about what this person said. And you're mm -hmm. kind of almost putting yourself in the mind frame of like, let me see if I can. Uh, you know, use this cigar to, to get into his mind or get into her mind about what they were creating at the time. And then by the same time, having your own unique experience with it. Exactly. And almost like a song too, it's like you may listen to a song and you just may not be in the place in your life or have the experience where you understand that song, like what the artist is trying to convey. And so Instead of just saying, oh, I hate that song, maybe you just, you know, skip it for a while and come back to it later on in life. Because there have been lots of songs like that where it's like at first, when I first listened to them, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then years later, I'm like, oh, like after more experience in, in life, I'm like, oh, OK, I completely understand where they were coming from now. And I appreciate it a lot more. And I think cigars are, are in the same way. Like you may not be ready for it. It may not fit your palate like today but yeah and that's why i always tell people to maybe buy two you know cigars of something right. you know try it out and if you don't like it don't just don't say oh, i don't like it just like years later you know you might want to go back to it and say oh my gosh like this is awesome like you know now i'm a little bit more the you know i know what to look for i know the nuances that your, I, your palate your palate has changed uh, you exactly may, you may become more refined or whatever you know, but, you know, to piggyback off of your point about the, the song that I, I totally agree with, with, with uh, what you're saying. Right. It's almost akin to like poems with me, because like there are certain poems that, you know, when I was pledging that I had to remember, remember, like uh, If by Roger Kipling. 
was one that we had to remember, right? It wasn't until I started going through different, you know, trials and tribulations in my life, whether I was in my 20s, my 30s, or even right now. Because even right now, like when I'm doing Charlotte Cigar Week and stuff like this, I, certain verses of that poem come back to me. You know, if you can mm-hmm. keep your head when all about you, losing theirs and blame it on you. If you can trust yourself when I'm in doubt, you but make allowance for their doubting too. Like things like that, they just pop into my head. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about the music because, like I said, it's the same way with poems. For me, at least. Yeah, like I said, definitely. Like I said, I always tell people just be open and willing to revisit something that you don't like right now because it's also too about where you know what's going on in your environment on that day or when you're smoking. I know there are people, you know, especially um, a couple episodes ago when we were talking to Vlad from Psalm Cigars. He was saying, like, if he's having a bad day, he does not smoke a cigar or, in you know, in that because he knows that that bad day is going to transfer over to the experience of what he's smoking. And he doesn't want the taint that's whatever he's smoking, that cigar with life or, you know, outside factors. So that's how I am with a cigar lounge. Yeah, I don't. When you like if I'm at home. I'm having a bad day. I, you know, you recognize, you know, you're very self-aware. You, you recognize that you have bad energy. I don't go into a cigar lounge because I don't want to carry that that negative energy with me mm-hmm. into the lounge. I'll just sit in my garage and I'll smoke a cigar that, you know, I've smoked 50 million times before. And I'll just chill out there. You know, when I have some better energy, then I go into a lounge. Um, Tell people. So how is Charlotte Cigar Week structured? So what can they expect? Like what, like what's all involved? What do they get? You know, just take us through that whole process so that we kind of get that in our, our minds. Like what, what is this Charlotte Cigar Week experience? So Charlotte Cigar Week is like a little, it's, it's like a, a roller coaster, you know, because every event has its own vibe. You know, I'm not one of those people who believe in, you know, coming up with some random name for an event, and but it's just it's just a name for an event. It's just like any other regular day going into a lounge. Like for instance, so with me being from Mobile, Alabama, and for those who don't know, Mobile, Alabama is the birthplace of Mardi Gras in the United States. New Orleans gets all the fanfare for it, but it started in Mobile, Alabama. So because that's my roots, I incorporated an event for opening night called Party Gras. It's a Mardi Gras themed. Uh, experience is going to be a Taylor Smoke Uptown. Uh, I've got, I bought masks, necklaces, cups, moon pies, decorations. Uh, the music is going to be geared toward that. And it's, it's just going to be a Mardi Gras vibe. So you say you, you, you're going to start the week here, right? But then on Tuesday during the day, we're going to come down just a little bit, just a little bit during the day because we have a, a 90s uh, themed uh, event. Uh, it's called For the Cool. I love the 90s edition, which would be at uh, Smoke and Barrel uh, from one to five. And then you go down a little bit more because then we have the cigar dinner that I'm doing in conjunction with the North Carolina Premium Cigar Association uh, at the Dunavant. That's VIP only. And then on Thursday, you go up just a little bit because we're going to be doing uh, Fabrica de Puro City One with Placencia at the Vintage. You're going to stay there when you that night when you do the cigar education, uh, Fabrica de Puro Series 2 with Agonorsa. But then when that's over with, because I have a, a general public event that's going on at the same time from 7 p.m. to 2 p.m. And inside Gold Leaf called Nicaragua Nights, it's going to step it up a little bit. Right. But then on Friday night, it's I have two events. One one is more of a uh, preamble, I guess you would say, to another event. I have an event that goes from five to seven. This is a new event that I'm doing called Kiss, Cut, Ignite, Smoke, Savor. It's for VIP women only. So it'll be sexy. It'll be a way for me to allow the women to uh, kind of get pampered. They'll uh, Sandra Miss Novelty. She's going to be helping me curate this part of it. Uh, there'll be charcuterie cups, uh, you know, gourmet chocolates by barbecue and smoke. Uh, Uncle Nearest will have a VIP tasting room uh, with Veronica Dillingham. Uh, the cigars will be courtesy of Altitis uh, with Stacey Raquel and uh, I have a, a female DJ 
And then that's from five to seven. And then right after that, starting at 7 p.m., is a general public event called Rebel. And that's going to be sexy. It's going to take it up just just a notch. Right. Because uh, Rebel is uh, my version of Ladies Night, but it's not just, oh, just ladies come in. No, it's going to be a women centric vibe, but it's co-ed. You know what I mean? It's going to be and rebel is basically an homage to all the women who smoke cigars. It's a combination of two words, rubble and bail. Rubble is what women cigar smokers used to be called back in the day because cigars were deemed as a man's only pastime. Me being from the South, a bail is a woman whose uh, beauty and charm is recognized by her peers. Right. So rebel is an homage to all the dynamic women who smoke cigars. And then on Saturday, Take it up a notch. We're going to uh, the Little Havana Festival, Havana 33 Restaurant. Whole little Latin vibe, salsa dancing, Latin music, you know, cigar rolling, Cuban food, Cuban drinks. It's going to be an all vendor day uh, right there on the lake. Nice vibe. Then we take it up a notch that night when we go to uh, at the CLT Hub uh, with, um, who is that, uh, Burners presenting uh, Drew Estate uh, with the smoke in the city. And then we go down a notch at uh, Aroma Cigar, et cetera, for aromatherapy. So it undulates. I every think every event has its own vibe. Yeah, you, you need something. You know, if it feels all at one level, A, that will probably be exhausting. <laughs> and yeah, B, it's, it's going to be exhausting for me regardless. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives people like a nice experience, like you said, a little bit for, for everyone. And I love that you have some events designed for the female smoker and then, you know, general public events and then VIP events. So you're hitting different. Oh, you know, and I, I forgot during kiss. Uh, I don't know how I forgot this, but during kiss, uh, I also have a, uh, a certified massage therapist coming up from South Carolina. He's going to be giving 10 minute complimentary chair massages to all the VIP women as well. Wow. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nice, sexy, dope event for the women, and then Rebel is gonna be for everybody. It's gonna be a dope event. I'm really that's one of the events that I'm really looking forward to. I think it's great that all this takes place around Charlotte. You know, you and I both live in North Carolina, but the part of North Carolina that I live in is not very <laughs> cigar um, friendly. We don't have like a, a I mean, the, we don't have like big cigar stores here in like Durham or in the, you know, there's, I think one or two in Raleigh. Is that the, just, what you call the triangle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, it's a different vibe here. And people don't understand that sometimes it's, it's like, I tell people I live in what's considered the American tobacco district. And yet it's the most anti-tobacco place really? in, you could possibly think of in the city. It's like all the, the old big, Tobacco factories in Durham are are here. That's a cigarette. That's cigarette, though, isn't it? Yeah, and they've all been converted into like office buildings and apartments oh. now and stuff like that. And like I said, you, you can't you can't smoke on sidewalks. You can't smoke hardly anywhere. So it's a different it's a different vibe here. So Charlotte is obviously like uh that whole area is like I think as you get into that part of the state, definitely a stronger cigar culture, maybe more open. I should say. Um, well, yeah, but still, you know, North Carolina it, itself is a controlled state because, you know, uh, I forgot when it was. I don't know if it happened. I think it probably happened before I moved here, as a matter of fact, where, like, uh, you know, they changed all the rules about where you can smoke. Like, mm -hmm. uh, from what I was told, there are some restaurants, like steak res restaurants, you used to be able to smoke cigars in certain parts of the restaurant. And they got rid of all of that. You know, mm -hmm. you can't smoke cigars at, you know, certain hotels and stuff like this. So, there it is restrictive in a way you know if you're not at your home you can't smoke in public parks anymore can't do no. that so yeah you, it is restrictive in a bit of where you can have cigar events you know but um so I, yeah to your point though i charlotte sounds like it's way better than durham <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's a completely different vibe here so i tell people i was like you don't understand i was like it's not yeah it's, it's not yeah We'll just leave it at that. But it sounds well, like I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. So I, we've already had this conversation offline, so mm -hmm. I already know your answer, right? Your pending answer. But hey, 
I have a spot for you. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I, I put Antoine Reed right there on my spreadsheet. So you have a spot waiting, even if you can come, even even if you can only come to the dinner. I have a spot waiting for you, well, so thank you, you can make it. Thank you. We will see. I'll take that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but um, I know I don't want you to leave out anyone, but can you tell some people like what cigar companies are going to have a presence at this year's festival? Well, I, I got to put on my glasses for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I told you, I, I, I turned 48 this July. Like, man, my eyes, uh, they aren't what they used to be. You know what? I Incidentally, uh, I blame this on cell phones because I sit there and look at my phone like all the time and sitting there focuses on, on this little screen. I think it's killing my eyes. It is. Like at night, I, I'm like that. Like at night in the morning, like when I first get up, I'm like this in bed. <laughs> and my eyes are like shot now. So I'm like, there's so much during the day. Like I wear glasses. Like I... I don't wear them for the podcast, but I have like. Well, why are you trying to make me look bad, dude? Like you know, you wear like, glasses. You got me sitting over here just wearing glasses, trying to make me look like, like I'm this old. Is like, this is me. <laughs> this is me during the day, like, like, and I have like a whole other pair of glasses, and I have yeah, you look distinguished, UV blockers. Man. So I look like a I'm nerd. like you look distinguished. Maybe I yeah, so I'm like this, like for like all the time now. My, my sister says these look like these look like goggles, but they're my favorite. I was. Influence. I saw Michael Herklotz had glasses like that, and I was like, "When I get my new pair, I'm gonna, I want a pair like that." So that's why I got them. But, but yeah, we're all. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. So I have a pair of expensive uh, prescription glasses. I am horrible when it comes to keeping up with glasses, keys, and my cell phone. Those three things I lose all the time. Right. These are not prescription. I bought these from Walmart. These are like two plus. You know, the readers. Two plus. Yeah, they're just readers. I was like, man, I might as well just, I, I think I have like three or four of these things. One is in my car, one is in my bag, <laughs> two is in the house. So I'm like, you know, I'll just keep a pair of these because, you know, I, I'm always messing up expensive things or losing them. So forget it. <laughs> but to answer your question about uh, about who's involved. So my, uh, my lanyards and my cigar box are being sponsored by uh, you probably have never heard of them, but it's called Holloman McKissick uh, Consulting Group. Okay. Um, they're based uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and also in Charlotte. Uh, a local uh, Wilson Wealth Management Company is headquartered right here in Charlotte, specifically in the Ballantyne area. He's a sponsor for my cocktail area featuring Floyd DeCanya. Uh, Uncle Nearest is a partner. Uh, Floyd DeCanya Rum is a partner. As a matter of fact, they are sending their global brand ambassador, Luis Baez, from Nicaragua to Charlotte to do a masterclass rum tasting for my VIPs at the Vintage. So that's, that's, that's going to be a great time. That's a good rum brand. Like, yeah, I can I do, drink that like water. <laughs> I don't drink a lot. You know, being in America, you know, we, we love our whiskey. Mm -hmm. But if I have to have a spirit with a cigar, I'm going to choose rum. Yeah, rum just goes better with cigars than any other spirit I've ever had. But you know, everybody's taste is different. Uh, I also have a uh, Cafe Llave uh, Espresso. Uh, they're a sponsor. All my VIPs are going to get the uh, you know a little uh, like eight ounce uh, espresso packs in their box. Uh, NMS Records uh, is basically an online uh, radio station uh, out of uh, Germany. Uh, the guy who owns it is actually from, uh, he's from here, but he used to live in Ghana, but now he broadcasts out of Germany. So he's going to come over here for that. Uh, so then with cigar related, I have Cigar Reserve, Cedar Spills, Carolina Blue Cigars, uh, Recluse Cigars, uh, Protocol, uh, Altidus USA uh, featuring the, the Trinidad, uh, HVC, Amendola, um, the Favilli, formerly Mombacho. Uh, West Tampa Tobacco, shout out to Rick, uh, Julian Suede, ATL Cigar Company, shout out to my guy Pete, uh, BL Luxuries online, uh, uh, Quality Importers just came on. They, I was just about to get my banner and everything done, and here, here comes Quality Importers. Hey, well, what do you need? What, what can we do for you? So uh, Quality Importers is uh, going to be sponsoring Cigar Cutters, uh, Barbecue and Smoke, uh, Miss Novelties, Zenergy Massage Therapy. 
And then also have VIP raffle sponsors uh, with uh, Divine Leaf, Conscious Cigars, Cigar Prop, and Cigars at Sunrise out of New York. And uh, I can't forget my guy Joe with YA Vera, uh, you know, the, the, the Why You Betters. So he's provided a 30% discount to anybody who wants to, uh, you know, get a Why Better uh, on his website. So I'll extend that to you. If you want to buy a wire better, you want to get 30% off uh, at that checkout in the discount code, just type in Charlotte Cigar Week, all run together. You'll get 30% off your entire purchase. That's great for me and anyone watching and listening. Anybody else watching. Exactly. <laughs> um, so okay, you can so see by this whole list of sponsors and partners, I have a, a lot of marketing to do. Yes, you do. But you have. Yeah, so you see my point. Brands, <laughs> but you have some good brands. And companies and people to work with uh, mm-hmm. within that. So, um, and some of those guys are vendors because uh, so Carolina Blue sponsor. He's a vendor uh, on opening night at Taylor Smoke uh, on Wednesday. Juan is coming down uh, for the protocol event. Uh, North Carolina PCA is uh, uh, working with me. They put a, like a, a pack of five cigars together from five different manufacturers. Uh, I, mean, I forgot to, I, I don't know how I missed them. That North Carolina PCA, that's, that's, that's one of my partners. I'm actually making a donation to them for about $2,900 wow. uh, to the North Carolina PCA. And that, that is, that is, that's my way of giving back to my local cigar community. Uh, well, I should say my local cigar industry is, uh, is by doing that. Um, and then on Thursday, of course, presented in Aganorsa, Friday, Altitis, uh, Stacey Raquel, she'll be there doing that. Uh, Wayne Clark is doing uh, the Placentia. Of course, Terrence is doing Agonorza. Uh Will, uh, our Drew Estate rep, he's going to be at the Saturday night event. And then Saturday during the day, it's going to be uh, Randy Lorenzo and Jeffrey Amendola at the event. Wow. All great people. Mm-hmm. Put all I'm, them I'm, in, I'm blessed. You put all of them in one big event, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now we're just waiting on you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on saying it until you're like, all right, all right, I'm coming. At this point of the show, I usually like to kind of close out this par- portion of the show uh, with two questions that I ask all the guests. So I'm gonna ask those questions of you. The first okay. of those questions is Do you have a philosophy that you live by? I have a couple of them. One is uh, something I've probably had since shoot 1997 you never know unless you try I'm, I'm i'm big on that you know i don't like to waste my time on wondering what if you know so like just try it you know if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't if it works it's great if it doesn't then you just got some experience but you never know unless you try i have a few of them but that's probably the biggest one um the last question I'm going to modify since we were talking about Charlotte Cigar Week, but I want you to finish the sentence. Oh, Charlotte shit. Cigar Week is for the people, for the city, for the culture. Can you tell people the dates of Charlotte Cigar Week? And I know that there's a banner on the screen, but for those people who are just listening to this podcast, can you tell them what? website they need to, to look for what social yeah, media so uh about. charlotte cigar week is every year is always going to be the last week of april so this year is the 25th to the 30th um always uh I, anything that i that i want people to know immediately it goes on my instagram page at charlotte cigar week uh but you can also uh i end up taking some of the information and also transpose it over to my website which is charlottecigarweek.com and also on my Facebook page, which is Charlotte Cigar Week. Well, awesome. I want to thank you for coming on. Today. I want to thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's like like I said, it's fun to talk to different people in the industry, uh, even if it has to be virtually. But I learned a lot about I'm always interested about events and experiences. So um, I definitely learned a couple of things from you tonight. Just about like what? Like, like what? regale us what did you learn tonight put you on just going into that mindset of you know this isn't and we talked some about this over the weekend briefly but you know people see events like this and they think you know it's ego involved or it's 
it's a money grab. No, and you can see that you never you never talked about anything of that sort or close to that. So that's not, that's not what it's about. If, if, if I may leave the people who, who don't really know me with, with this message, the people who know me, like my ambassadors, my friends and everybody who's a partner, a sponsor, they know this about me. Charlotte Cigar Week is not about me. One of the biggest compliments that I got last year when I was going around shaking hands and welcoming people, there was these uh, these gentlemen who came down from the DMV and there was like three or four of them that was on the wall at Taylor Smoke. And I was going through shaking people's hands. One of the guys, I, I apologize, I don't remember his name. So if you see this, I apologize, good brother, I can't remember your name. But I remember the situation. He shook my hand and he said, man, I want to let you know, like I've been to a lot of different cigar weeks. You're the only person I've ever seen who don't go stick themselves in a the VIP area and you actually get up and you walk around, you try to greet everybody. That made me feel good because that's what that's who I am. I'm from the deep south. I'm from Alabama. You know, people from Alabama, we've never met a stranger. You know, I come from that era where people used to sit on their back porch and wave the people as they walk by and you can leave your, your, your leave your door unlocked and stuff like this, right? You knew everybody. It's that's just me. It's Charlotte Cigar Week is not about me. It's about everybody who comes, whether you're general public or you're VIP. It's about the lounges. It's about the culture. Because when I said Charlotte Cigar, you said finish the sentence. What is Charlotte? Charlotte Cigar Week is. It's for the people. It's for the city. It's for the culture. It ain't for Damon. I'm just a conduit to 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 get these things going. But it's not about me. And I think, but I think that's an important note, and it's a great one to kind of end on. And that there are so many people who do put on events and yet they're so behind the scenes. And when the event actually happens, you know, they're nowhere to be found except for, like you said, the VIP area or, you know, this it, it, it gives off a, a weird vibe. So um, I think it's great that you are so personable because it's almost like how the cigar brands that I like how they work. Like you can attach a face to it. You know who you're talking to, you know who you're dealing with. So I'll applaud you for taking on this monumental by uh, headache inducing at times <laughs> task but of putting as, it together. As my ambassadors, they'll tell you, cause they, you know, a few of them are always texting me or calling me checking me like, are you okay? I'm like, I'll be fine after Charlotte Cigar Week is over. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, man, it's, I abs you can't do something unless you love it. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that because you love something, it's not going to be tedious, it's not going to become a headache at some point? Of course not. But the love of the thing that you're doing is what drives you. Like, I have a good job. I don't need to do Charlotte Cigar Week to enrich myself, right? And, and here's the point. My VIP is only $255, right? But the value in it is in probably at least twice that amount. Could I charge $500 for a VIP? Yeah, I could. I would never do that because one of the things that I recognize is this. I have people who come all from all across the nation, you know, and literally like from California, New York, Miami, Chicago, Wyoming, Texas, and all points in between Arizona. These people have to pay for flights. They have to pay for hotels. They have to pay for food. They're going to support the lounges with cigars and drinks on top of buying a VIP package. I don't want to make a VIP package so uh, so extremely high that it uh, becomes cost prohibitive for them. I want that. I want to have value in it, and not just the monetary value. I want them to have an experience value from Charlotte Cigar Week. I feel like as long as I continue to do that and operate from that from that uh, authenticity, then yeah, Charlotte's Garwick is a success. And it's not about the number of people; it's about the quality of the experience that they have when they come. That's that is my focus. Well, awesome. So, for those of you who want more information on Charlotte Cigar Week, go to charlottecigarweek.com. And as he said. Instagram is a good place for updated information about Charlotte Cigar Week. So the handle is at Charlotte Cigar Week. And if you missed any of this interview or you want to see the other 120, whatever <laughs> <laughs> that you may have missed, you can go to deepcutslive.com and they're all there. Um, and until next time. Uh, I want to say this before we go. Can I say something? Yeah. 
I want to give a put a feather in your cap, you know, because me and some, some of my homies are we always talking about giving people flowers. I want to tell you, first of all, thank you for having me on. I really do appreciate it. I was very, very shocked, but pleasantly shocked when you say, hey, how you want to you come on deep cuts? I like, hell yeah, I want to come on there. <laughs> but I want to thank you for everything that you do in the cigar industry. Like, dude, you're everywhere. I always see you at all the, the different, uh, you know, cigar events, you know, the big you know, uh, cigar events and stuff like this. The, the work that you do behind the scenes, the work that you do on Deep Cuts, I want to applaud you. You do a great job, man. You're very professional, and uh, you're, you're very well-received. You do a great job, man. Keep it up. Well, thank you so much, and that is appreciated. And I'm just here. I tell people I'm here to serve and here to help people uh, understand this industry because it's not something that people really understand. <laughs> and as you kind of hinted at, it needs a little bit of education to help people get why we do what we do and uh, understand all the intricate parts, moving parts and people within the industry. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you.